Hey there, folks. Adam Bush here. Hey, thanks for taking some time to listen to the Pete and Penelope podcast. We've had so much fun putting these episodes together as we interview storytellers who work in industries like film and television and literature. Pete and Penelope is an educational puppet television show for preschoolers about two siblings who spend their days in a treehouse that comes alive every time they step foot inside. We're currently getting Pete and Penelope ready to pitch to networks in the coming months. And if you'd like to know more, you can visit PeteandPenelope.tv. The Pete and Penelope podcast is sponsored by Creative Audio Lab. Look, if you work in film or television or do commercial video work, Creative Audio Lab is your team of audio professionals. These guys not only mix and master your audio to make it sound incredible, but they create custom scores of music to fit any piece you're working on. You can visit creativeaudiolab.com to check out their work and find out how they can make your audio sound like magic. And now, without further ado, here we go. On the episode today, I've got Sherry Bemis. Sherry, thanks for being on the show. Hi, I'm happy to be here. Uh, Okay, first things first, typically like I ask people like um, how you got started or something like that, and we'll we'll get to that. But but I think a a really cool thing about you guys is Isley is a family band, and you guys have had several different members, most of them from your family, I Mm -hmm. I think, and you guys are kind of all over the place, but but what's really cool and, and one of the reasons that I was able to connect with you is uh, you guys are on Instagram and you guys are so family-minded, which I love. In fact, mm-hmm. if, if you follow you on Instagram, you get less music and more kids. <laughs> exactly. Which I think is awesome. And I, I is, is that, do you kind of attribute that to your parents? I mean, you guys seem like you're really close. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it was, I grew up in a big family. There's six of us siblings. I'm the second. And we just all were best friends growing up. And I just always wanted to have or be really close to my family in general. And a lot of them actually just moved to Nashville, which has been kind of sad. But we're all still really close and see each other like a lot. Um, but yeah, I mean, family is just everything to me, like above above all things. So, um, you know, it's just the most important thing in my life. So I think that's why it comes out on my Instagram is I do music and it's my passion. And it's it's my it's my, you know, is my thing. Yeah. But at the end of the day, like, I'm not just going to, I don't know. I don't just like sit around and jam all the time. You know, it's like I sit around, I play with my kids, you know, so that's what you see. You know, it's just my daily life unfolding. And you guys growing up in your house were musical. Can you kind of talk to me about that? Like, how did that happen? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, we started, me and my sisters uh, started writing songs together whenever I was about probably 12 13 I started kind of learning guitar and um just kind of messing around at our at our house my parents had instruments around and they were pretty musical my dad was in high school bands and my mom was uh always singing and so they were very just musical and I think it was just kind of a natural thing that happened between all of us we were like wow this is cool we can play instruments let's what can we do with this we can write songs oh this is awesome so um it just naturally evolved and ended up, you know, we ended up getting signed a few years down the road after touring and playing shows. And, and, um, it just, it was always just something we loved doing so much that it just very much came, it just evolved naturally. And it was another anything that was forced. And my parents were just very supportive and not, not show parents at all. Um, just would drive us to our shows, um, you know, with our pack up our little gear in the back of the suburban and, and go play shows. And, you know, now here I am 
32, two kids, and I'm still playing music. So <laughs> clearly, it was just something I was meant to be. What do you think you kind of attribute, like, what was most helpful from your parents just growing up? Just the support and the encouragement to kind of, they were always very adamant about finding what you love to do the most and just committing to it and just not, you know, kind of doing it halfway, just kind of fully go for it and and embrace it. And even if it's like a kind of a weird hobby or a passion, just if, if you love it so much, then you're going to be happy in your life doing it, you know? So that was always just really cool, you know, at a young age just having my parents be like, you want to be a singer? Just here's a guitar, That's awesome. uh, you know, write songs, but, but be good at it. And like, you know, work at it. Don't just kind of do it halfway. So that's really cool. So, um, let's start at the beginning. Um, well, you kind of talked to me about how you guys started, but how, how did it really mm-hmm. begin to take off with you guys? Um, well, we just really loved writing songs and it was one of those things that was just, I don't know, like I never really thought about writing my own music as a kid, obviously. I knew I loved singing and I, I knew at like five years old, I wanted to be a singer when I grew up. But um, as far as writing your own music, I just, you know, the thought never occurred to me until we started kind of writing guitar, like, you know, playing guitar. And I loved reading. Like I just, I had read just like a ton of books by the time I was even, you know, like seven, eight years old. So I just, to me, I like I never had the drive to write full on books or or stories, you know, but having music as an outlet to kind of write these short stories to was something that was just beautiful and so cool to me. So I just fell in love with it, you know. You you guys, the the thing about Isley that stands out is your haunting melodies and and your lyrics. You do you attribute a lot of that to reading? Like a lot of authors say, if you want to be a better writer, read. Would you say the same thing about writing songs? Mm-hmm. I definitely, uh, there is a style that I fell in love with as far, like lyrically early on. And it was, you know, from reading a lot of things like C.S. Lewis and Ray Bradbury, which were like my two favorite um, authors growing up. And then as I got older, I got into really into Neil Gaiman stuff. And, um, you know, lyrically, there's always this kind of whimsical twist on, on Isley lyrics, I think, um, which just you know, if I wrote books, that would probably be the style, you know, I would probably write like sci-fi or fantasy books. So I kind of that, I just put that into my songs and, and musically, I just kind of like the haunting melody thing. I don't know. It's just always something I loved. I just like the moody pop kind of vibe. And that's how Isley is always just, that's how our songs have always come out. You know, I've never tried to write anything stylistically, really. I just play what I want to sing. <laughs> so if, I ha- if I'm having fun singing it, then I know that it's, you know, I can't really go wrong. Yeah, I was reading one of the, um, just an article about your guys' upcoming record, and it was saying that uh, you guys, I think it was you, I think you were quoted in saying that it's, it's the new record has the melodies and, and the same sense that yeah. fans of Isley have come to love since from all of your other records. What mm-hmm. uh, where, did you, where did you find that to begin with? Because it kind of feels like, I mean, I've listened to you guys since the beginning, and it kind of feels mm-hmm. like you've sort of always had that. Um, I guess just, I mean, whenever we first started really getting into music, my parents always had, um, you know, a lot of Beatles, a lot of uh, like Pink Floyd, Dark Side of the Moon was a big one. And um, 
And then we got, of course, uh, who didn't, got into Radiohead OK Computer really, really hard. So just I fell in love with the kind of vibe of those albums. And, and, you know, those melodies just really struck a chord with me on an emotional level. And I think, I don't know, it just kind of can't comes out naturally. I think you just can't really, I don't know, like if you're an artist, no matter what your medium is, I think the core of you is going to translate into whatever your, your art, you know, the final product of your art is. And I think it's just, I'm kind of like a, <laughs> I am very much like a whimsical live in kind of like a fantasy world in my own head, not in like a ditzy way at all, but just, I'm very like romantic and look at things through like this kind of rose colored, you know, filter all the time. So I think that just translates in, <laughs> translates into the music that we play. So with, Writing a song from the very beginning. Kind of walk mm-hmm. me through the process of how a new song is going to happen. Okay. Well, I think for me, I've never been good at, uh, you know, I don't just write melodies like really on the fly in my head. And I don't really, I, I kind of do it all at the same time. So like I'll get my guitar or sometimes around piano and I just kind of start playing it also really helps me to have like a drum track, like a tempo, something I can kind of vibe off of. Um, and then I really, it's not so much about the chords I'm playing for me, because I'm not a super skilled musician, um, honestly, like I get by, but um, it's all about the melody for me. So I will just kind of start singing something that sounds just beautiful and and just gorgeous to me in my own head so i like and the best songs that i've written honestly um well they'll make sometimes it sounds really melodramatic but this is the kind of person i am they'll make me cry as i'm writing them so then if i if that happens i know oh crap this song is like this is one that i gotta finish i have to work on this one is it the lyrics or is it the um, melody no melody for me it always starts with you know melody and as far as lyrics i kind of just vibe off phonetically what makes the melody just big to me and then of course i love to go back and like actually make the lyrics deep and rich and and thoughtful and thought-provoking um and tell a story with them because that's a really important thing to me too is um just having each song be this this little story that you can grasp onto whether it's even you know whether it's actually about anything that is deep or or if it's just a love song you know so you're saying for you, it's it's sort of melody first. For me, it's melody first. And then the melody honestly dictates what the song will be about. Because I feel like the melody is the it's the base of the story. And then and then you kind of tell the story over the melody, if that makes sense. <laughs> it, it seems like it seems like from what I follow with you guys online, you guys have a home studio. Is that right? We do, yeah. And so is that, is that important to you on the songwriting process? I mean, why um, have that? Not really. I mean, we kind of just, honestly, we had the studio. We built our garage into a studio after we um, all started having kids. And we were like, crap, we can't really go tour. I mean, we can't really go away for, for long periods of time to these other cities and and um, record because our kids are little. And so we we built one in our garage and it's been great because whenever we've used it so much. And honestly, for me though, I'll just go, uh, I mean, I write all my songs basically in the closet. Like I can't, I'm not good at like knowing someone can hear me, the creative process. Like it's very like, I just too self-conscious. Um, even my, even my husband, 
like in the closet, like I just, it doesn't matter. The closet can be big or small, but just put me in there with a the guitar and, and the computer and I'll, you know, I'll do, I'll do well. But yeah, if it's in front of anybody, like I haven't really co- co-written much because I just, it's very stifling to me to have to kind of put it out there in front of people. What do you think, of, what is it about it that you're just not a fan of? I don't know. I think because it's such an intimate thing to me to create a song. Um, and so just having someone kind of peeking in whenever you're, you're writing it is just, it's a very intimate thing. And so I, it, I just kind of, it shuts me down creatively. And I hope to honestly get better about that and get over it. Cause co-writing is awesome. And I do it with my husband but you know, it's my husband, so it's not—it's not intimidating or scary all the time. Yeah, and this kind of jumps ahead. But I was going to ask you, Perma is the band mm-hmm. you have it with your husband. Yeah. Do you guys co-write together? We do. Yeah, Perma is the first time that you know, other than Isley, um, that even well, even with to go back, even with Isley, even though. Um, it was like my sisters and I writing together. It was never really like we got in the same room and, you know, hashed out a song that much. It was kind of like we each write separately and bring it together to kind of put the record together. But yeah, with Perma, Max and I just write, write the songs together. And it's just really fun that way. Cause it's, you know, it's a very lighthearted kind of project and it, you know, the songs are just simple love songs and it's just so fun. And we're actually going to start doing another record this year. So I'm excited about that. I want to ask you about Perma, but I want to back up and kind of finish out the songwriting part of yeah. it. When you guys are recording in your studio, are you taking those tracks to another studio um, to master or are you using those as basically a demo? Well, okay. So how we've done it in the past is, um, like, for example, this last record uh, that we just finished a couple weeks ago, I guess it was maybe last month by now, but um, we, uh, I would just had a bunch of songs demoed on my computer. I still use GarageBand. I just, it's the easiest thing for me, but. Um, there you have it, everyone. Isla uses GarageBand. So. <laughs> I just, I'm too, I'm not, I'm just not a very technical person. So things like Logic and uh, those other whatever yeah. i just they're too complicated for me i just need like i need basically i would use a cassette tape you know if, if that was still a thing i just need to hit record but um so yeah i just had a bunch of demos and my cousin garen who plays bass um also helped me write stuff for this record so he we both had demos and we brought them in and kind of all sat in the room with our producer um will yep and kind of just like this song seems cool but i don't like this part or this song needs that and we just roughly tracked what we thought was a great structure for songs and then kind of came back and started laying down tracks and and you know figuring it all out from there so it's just really a kind of a building process and lyrics final lyrics happened last so um you know it's kind of great for me because the song structure is all complete and you have this beautifully tracked music and then it's it's really easy to to be inspired to write the kind of lyrics that I feel like the song needs. What is the most frustrating part of the process for you? Mm, tracking vocals, I mean, is the most challenging thing for me because it's the thing that beyond the song, you know, and what it's saying, it's the most important thing to me because it's just, 
you know, if you can't sing it well, then you can't even sell it. I don't, you know, so that for me is the most frustrating, but the most fun part in the studio. So let's jump, let's jump ahead a little bit to talk about Perma. Um, mm-hmm. I think the probably the biggest question I had when I heard about that band is what is it about Perma that you felt like you couldn't do with Isley to have another band? Um, I think it was really just that my husband and I both wanted to be able to have a musical project together that was just its own thing, you know? Like, I have sang on a lot of Say Anything records and, and guest guest vocals and he's done guest vocals on Isley stuff, but, you know, having our own project that we could just really dork out on together as like a, a team, um, <laughs> was just something that sounded fun. And it's just kind of an obvious thing to do for us because, you know, we both just love making music and, you know, singing together, obviously. So, you know, it was another way to kind of tour together too, and be together more as a family, you know? Yeah, and and I kind of feel like your the, your whole family sort of breaks the stigma that you can't be a successful musician, be in a band, mm-hmm. and also have a family at the same time. Yeah, I hope it does. I really, I mean, that's something that I'm very big on encouraging in other people and an artist. And it's just, I just believe, really, really believe that if you love something so much that you can't imagine not doing it, then you just find a way to do it. And for me and Max, we both, you know, wanted to do music, but also just wanted a family. So we just kind of have been making it up as we go along and figuring out how to make tours happen. And between both of our bands and it's, it's a lot of touring, but, um, you know, it's, it's worked and the girls love it. Kids love traveling. Like, honestly, I think a lot of people are scared to travel with kids, but Kids just, I mean, at least my kids and kids that I have, other kids I've been around kind of thrive off just the excitement of seeing new things and and new places. And it's just never, it's never a dull moment, you know? Do you think, do you think that we're going to, we're jumping around a little bit, but do you think you you mentioned touring? You, do you, I've noticed how much you guys tour and how much you guys have toured over the years, Mm -hmm. both you and your husband, both you and Max, Mm -hmm. um, together and individually do you do you attribute a lot of the band's success to just like just hitting the road um i think it is and it is definitely one of the big important things you need to do as an artist is just get out there and sometimes it's hard like it is it's not like it's all hunky-dory and fun and all just you know it's it is extremely challenging but it's so much the positives so much way out outweigh the negatives and i you know I just love it. We both love, we, you have to love it, obviously. And we both love it. So, but yeah, I think, you know, you got to get out there and meet people and let them see you and they can sing your songs with you live. And I think that's a really important thing for fans to connect with, with a band. If you don't go and see anyone live or you can't see them play live, you know, how can you really feel like a deep connection with them? Um, some of my favorite, I have the best memories of seeing like some shows in early age. And I just, you know, I've loved those bands ever since. So I think it's important. Yeah, for sure. Do you think that's, is that your favorite part of touring is people singing your songs with you? Yeah, I love just, there's nothing cooler than being in a room with, you know, hundreds of people and they're all just, you're looking at each other in the face and just like singing these songs that not in like an egomaniacal way, like, oh, you're singing my song. That's so cool. But in a sense that I wrote this song and it's a piece of my heart and my soul. 
and somehow, even though you're a complete stranger, you connected with this and you love it so much that you came to this place to sing it in this room with me. Like, it's just, it's a really cool, unique kind of, uh, experience. And it's just, yeah, I, I love it. You know, it's really fun. And then of course it's harder to meet kids now after shows with the kids because as soon as I'm off stage, I'm like back watching the kids. But, um, you know, you still get, do get to meet fans and say hi and give them hugs. And that's like, it's fun. It's fun. You know, it's truly fun. When you guys are on tour, are you thinking towards the end of the tour or series of tours, are you thinking about the next record? Is that um, pretty typical? Or, or when you're done, you're sort of like, we're done for a bit. I No, I think it's always, you're always thinking ahead, at least me. Um, like for now, you know, we did just write this. We just finished tracking this last record. So, so I'm not truly fully thinking about the next record yet because it'll be a few years from now but i do already have some melodies in my head things that i want to kind of you know look into are you are you recording those are you putting those down somewhere yeah i just yeah voice memos you know sometimes i'll wake up in the middle of the night because i like dream the melody and i'll sing on my phone and sometimes sometimes it's good sometimes it's not good but you know um so yeah i think it's good to always kind of think about the next step and what you're going to do and just be if, if you're inspired and if you need a break like as a creative person like fully just take it like I kind of got burnt out after the last record and you know I was like really wanted to focus on my and I was a new mom and like trying to feel all that out and I kind of just needed to step back from the musical stuff and not stress out about it or worry about what the next project was going to be and and I, I allowed myself to do that and it was very cool refreshing do you have a notebook or do you just do it on your phone? Like as far as lyrics go, are you writing your lyrics down somewhere? Uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm pretty much a product of the digital age. Sadly, I, I type them into my phone. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's just the easiest thing I have, you know, got to get those notes going. Yeah. So talk to me about the new record. What is it you're excited about? Um. Well, okay. The first, it's the first record we've done where I didn't have my sisters helping me write. So, cause they recently, you know, it was kind of a big thing our band went through, honestly, the last year, two years, like uh, my sisters and my brother who have always been in the band with us and always written and been there kind of were, you know, we're all getting older and having families and, you know, people wanting to move to new States, you know, some people moved to Tennessee. And so, you know, we kind of had this moment where there was a lot of I you know I don't know if this is I love you guys and I just don't know if this is what I, I want to do anymore and you know so I who have never wanted to do anything else but Isley it's just it's just what I want to do so I was it like, wasn't well, even, I, it's not even a question for you no it wasn't ever a question I was never like I mean I did have a moment of oh well dang can I keep doing this without you guys like does that count but at the same time I mean the only music that I know how to write are songs that fit into the Isley book, which is, I just feel like Isley, like I've said this before, but I feel like Isley's albums are all kind of chapters, you know, they could be chapters in a book and it could all be like a series. So for me, if I just did another project, it would be like, why did Sherry even start another project? These sound like Isley songs. So uh-huh. Um, anyway, yeah, so my uh, cousin and I, uh, Garen, we were like, well, we keep want- we want to do Isley. So let's just, let's make a new record. Let's do it. Let's just do it. So we wrote all these songs and, and um, I'm just excited because I kind of proved to myself, who I have a lot of self-doubt, um, 
as an artist. I kind of proved to myself that, hey, I, you can do this and you're actually, you know, you don't suck at it. So, you know, be encouraged. And I think it's important to have those moments as an artist where you're like, hey, I don't like, I don't totally blow. Like I kind of, I can kind of pull this off. It's not too bad. So um, I just had so much fun doing it. It was the most fun I'd had working on a record in so long, you know, and I got to bond with my cousin, Garen, who was like, you know, actually a very talented, amazing um, songwriter too. And he wrote all this music and it was just this beautiful, fun experience. So I'm excited to share that with fans. I think they're going to be, pretty stoked on the record i hope and and if not i'm still proud of it very much proud of it so you know i can't really be bummed no matter what at the end of the day and this is your guys this is Isis's fifth record is that right yeah and that's a, so that's a huge accomplishment to kind of round it out that way yeah it was i mean because there was that moment of you know is is this over like dang i wasn't it kind of i wasn't ready for this to be over i'd never want it to be over so um, just pushing through. I think you know you do have those moments as artists where you're like, oh, no, like you have to push through, and it's like really hard. But when you do, it's just like this whole new world of beauty and and inspiration. So, if anything, creatively, artistically, it's a way. It's probably the way that you've been stretched the biggest. Yeah, for sure, definitely. That's really good. So, what will tours look like since there's you know since it's different now? Yeah, well, we did one tour. Uh, we toured the band called Copeland. We did a support tour last. Or was it this year? I don't even remember. It was recently. <laughs> and we um, we had the new lineup. That was the first tour we had done, you know, without the old lineup. So we had, um, it was me and Gary, my cousin. And then my sister, Christy, who is in a band called Merriment, she is doing harmonies. And then um, a girl named Elle, who's just this amazing girl guitar player, which wasn't really like, you know, we weren't trying to find another girl guitar player to replace my sister, but it just happened. Um and she's insane. It's ridiculous. But um, and we, so we've just had people kind of filling in. My cousin actually is playing drums on the tour um, now, which is awesome. So it's still a lot of it's very in the family, just different family. We have a huge family. There's never an end to the family that's ready to like kind of be a part of something. So yeah, <laughs> with, with with just such a different dynamic in the touring band, is it other things you've learned since you've been touring with your family for so long? Um. I think just like, like I said, like just kind of realizing and believing in myself was, was a big thing that I learned this last year. Um, yeah. And it was really, it was really cool and encouraging. And I just, um, I kind of, you know, you have those moments of like before it all where you're just very broken and and then it just feel like it was this, this kind of beautiful experience. And, And so I think just the biggest lesson I've learned through any of this is just really believing in your, yourself and your passion because if you're passionate about something you just you just have to do it yeah. it's just there's life is no fun if you don't just balls to the wall just you know throw it out the door and just do it and just make it make it your thing and just you know believe in it do you so, think you think that comes through lyrically or or the idea of change comes through lyrically on this album yeah there's for sure i mean it's very much an isley sounding record like it wasn't something that was conscious it was just yeah. Something that came out. And so there's, you know, there's love songs or songs about being a parent, but, you know, a new parent, but also they're kind of cloaked in like, you know, it's all cloaked in this kind of whimsical vibe, you know, and there's, you know, a lot of kind of dark sounding lyrics, but also, you know, just these kind of pretty love songs. And 
I don't know. There's kind of a little bit of everything on it. There's songs, but yeah, there's songs about family moving to to Tennessee, which was, you know, we've all only ever lived in the same town. So just dealing with that on an emotional level was like a big deal for me too. I was going to ask you, you guys growing up in Tyler, right? Tyler, mm-hmm. Texas. Uh, that's, um, I, I grew up in South Louisiana in a small town, not, not too different than Tyler to, yeah. to try to have the aspiration and to have the dream to be a band and, and to, to go for it and be successful at it. What was that like for you growing up in a small town in the South? I mean, that's, <laughs> that's not a real popular thing. Yeah. Um, well, we live, luckily we live next, you know, near Dallas is like two hours away. So there was plenty of clubs, at least in the time, you know, that we first started touring. There was plenty of, we got just a lot of club shows. You know, our parents would drive us to these venues and my little sister would be too young to even get in to these shows. Like, you know, actually, but, you know, we'd be able to play them and then, you know, so it was, you know, just finding places that would let us play, you know, a lot of coffee shops and, um, and just kind of reaching out and just playing shows, playing shows and endless, you know. And so I think it just kind of, we kind of, you know, got lucky in the sense that, I mean, honestly, we just, we got signed pretty quick into our whole music writing process, which, you know, it was kind of, it ended up being a very rough thing because, you know, we signed to this major label, which ended up, you know, it was right when all of the major labels were falling apart. So, you know, we ended up getting dropped and it was just, it was kind of a big roller coaster, but, um, you know, it was all learning experience and I, I, you know, every bit of it was important to the story of Isley. So, um, you know, I don't regret any decisions we made as a band, like, but (laughs) now these days it's so easy to do things by yourself, you know, and we have a label who's incredible by the way, like. Um, equal vision and my husband is also on their label so it's very much a cool family vibe now with our label and I, I love it and you guys were able to go through those changes with the label as a family which I think is yeah. so unique versus a band of guys who very easily could break up and move, sure. move. you guys are always going to be together no matter what whether you're in a exactly. band or not yeah exactly it was definitely made it I mean, it made the whole process a lot less, you know, painful, you know, because we were all in it together and, you know, everyone could kind of be there for each other, you know? Do you think it was trickier because you guys were so young? I mean, I don't really, I don't remember feeling young at the time. You know, you always think you're, you always think you're grown up as soon as you're like three, you think you're grown up. So, um, I don't remember. I mean, definitely you're more naive as a young person. So I think we probably maybe got, you know, you know, you get swindled a little bit if you're naive, but it's just, it was, like I said, all learning experience. And we did at at a young age as artists stand up for ourselves in a lot of ways. Like there was things, uh, the, it was Warner brothers had wanted us to do, like they wanted us to dress certain ways and they wanted us to like, tour with Hillary Duff and these were all things that we just knew that wasn't kind of band we were so we you know kind of we were like no sorry we're not gonna be this kind of band and so I think that you know was to our own detriment as far as making the label happy and ultimately getting dropped but 
at the same time, if you're not true to yourself, then why are you even doing it? So, And standing up for your convictions, I think, is something that's probably oh, yeah. quite a bit more lacking in the music industry, especially Ugh. especially if you're yeah. young. It's I mean, you kind of look at the limelight and you kind of feel like you're headed that way. Yeah. And you'll, I'm sure a lot of people do whatever they're asked right. of. Well, I think, you know, having our parents for just, we grew up yeah. very close and they were, you know, just instilled a lot of kind of, these deep morals into us as kids so you know just kind of selling out and doing the whole label dance it was just not something that was we just kind of saw it for what it was and weren't really romantic you know it didn't seem romantic in any kind of way yeah that's that's good kind of to round it out with family Mm -hmm. and music what what i mean your girls are so young you've got two daughters yeah and what are you kind of hoping that they you you were talking about how um, encouraging and helpful your parents were growing mm-hmm. up and keeping the band together and helping you guys. What are you, what are you hoping to kind of, are you hoping to do the same for your girls or what are you hoping that they'll learn just kind of through this as mom and dad are musicians? Yeah, I just hope that they, they just, even if they don't do music, which to be honest, is probably kind of a small chance considering <laughs> who their parents are, but <laughs> I, I don't care what they do. I, I, I just, I hope I'm just going to teach them the same thing. Like just find what you love and just find a way to do it and be good at it, you know, as as best you can. And, and you'll, you know, ultimately though life has its trials and hardships and you're going to have really low points, just like with everything. Ultimately at the end of the day, when you go to bed, you're going to be like, I'm doing what I love and this is awesome. I'm happy to wake up tomorrow and, and go to my job. Even if it's just, writing music or, or whatever it is, you know, it just, um, I just think it's important. So every time we have an artist on the podcast, because it's a, you know, podcast for storytellers, um, we always like to ask some sort of rapid fire storytelling questions. And I texted you a few of them, but I'm going to throw a couple of extra ones at cool. you. And, uh, so right out of the gate, of course, I have to ask favorite band, favorite artist, favorite song. <laughs> right. Um, okay, well, that's very loaded question for me. Who's, who is a musician? But um, one of the biggest songs for me, um, though I wouldn't pin them as my favorite band, the Beatles Forever will be my favorite band. But one of my favorite songs of all time um, is Neutral Milk Hotels in an Aeroplane Over the Sea. Um, it's just lyrically, musically, the melody, everything just like tears me apart. I just, I love that song. So, that's my favorite song for but, sure. But not your favorite artist. But not my favorite artist. I mean, as a whole, I love the record that, you know, that album, that song is on. But I didn't get into that band's other albums, really. So I just wouldn't say they're my favorite band. Just for, of all time, Beatles is just because the melodies and the harmonies are just, I never am not inspired by them when I put on a Beatles record. Favorite movie? I always like to, and everybody gives me a hard time about this, I always like to say, of all time, because I think that changes the dynamic. From oh, Of all time, I that's easy for me, Princess Bride. Oh, that's a good That's one. just been my favorite movie since I can't remember, and I just, I still love it just as much as the first time I saw it. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, favorite, favorite TV show? Um, Gilmore Girls, I have to say. I just can put that on no wow. matter what. It's kind of embarrassing, but at the same time, 
it's just one of those things too that my husband and I both got into at the same time when we were dating. But another one of my absolute favorites, and there's only two seasons, is Pushing Daisies because visually. Oh my gosh, that's that's incredible! It, it's so yeah. good. I it's think so good. I think that show. If I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong. There are a lot of shows that I got into, my wife and I got into, but they happened during the writer's strike that yes. happened several years ago. And I think that was yeah. one of the victims. That of was it. one of the, yeah, totally. And it's just so, oh my gosh, the the visuals and the, yeah. the way it's narrated, the storytelling, it's just it's The opening sequence, perfect. the credits, it's all, that's incredible. Kills me. It's so good. You said it's embarrassing that you like the Gilmore Girls. The, <laughs> the problem is it's more embarrassing for me because I actually like it. <laughs> It's so good. Okay, they're doing the Netflix. I'm sure you've heard of it then. The oh, Netflix yeah. new reboot thing that's going to be. Yeah, I'm stoked. Well, I was. I am really excited about it. I was telling a, a friend of mine, we, we were watching the, the trailer, and I felt like something was off about it, and I realized it was the fact that they had a cell phone. In the, in the uh. trailer, they both have a cell phone, and Rory gets on it. Oh, I'm, my God. I was like, I they, wouldn't. That's yeah. amazing. Well, they, well didn't, they didn't have phones back then, so. You're right. Wow, that's a good eye for detail because I wouldn't. I felt the same way. I was like, what is this? Is it just that they look older and yeah. I'm, I'm not used to that? But I think, yeah, you're right. It was like there was a full-on iPhone in, it, in there. Yeah, but I, I'm excited. I'm excited. Um, okay, let's see here. Well, well, how about this one? Favorite character from any medium, whether it's a book or art, movie, television? Um, let's see. I have to go with. Well, Coraline from the book. That's good. Uh, and, I, and I named my daughter Coraline. That's how much I loved loved her as a character. I just she was like a weird character in that book. Very much not someone you would expect to be the hero. You know, kind of grumpy, honestly. So I just thought she's such a funny character, and she ends up going through this cool journey. You know, kind of saving the day. And you've always learning. you. It seems like your art is always kind of leaned towards that style. Yeah, I mean Tim Burton, yeah. like Neil Gaiman, like all those. Just yeah, I love it. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, that's that's kind of it. And you have cool. been you've been an awesome first musician and band and, and, Thank you. and interview. And I think this is gonna be an awesome podcast episode. I'm excited for people to hear it, especially um, if they're songwriters, that sort of thing. So yeah. uh, I like to wrap it up by just letting you give a plug. You've got an album coming out. You got a tour mm-hmm. coming out. When do you hit the road first? Um, the first show I think is September 9th, but I could be wrong. It's definitely. Early September. So we okay. have the tour dates are on our website, you know, and all that. So Isley, com. Yes. Okay. Awesome. Mm-hmm. And then when's the record come out? The record probably come out early next year. You know, there's so much set up for a record. So it'll be early next year. Are you, I can't find online. Are you telling the title of the album? We haven't yet. Okay. We're okay. talking about names right now and discussing album artwork and all that cool stuff. So awesome. it's all in the works. Yeah. So you got a little bit to go. How many tracks are on it? Probably 11 to 12. You're telling me a lot of probabilities. You're not giving well, me a lot of facts. Well, just because I don't know yet. Like, we just finished tracking it, so it's not even mixed. Okay. We're just so, until it's actually mixed, we can't really figure out the sequence and what will be B-sides. And and so, um, just kind of, those are what, those are the problems. There's so many probabilities right now. That's awesome. Yeah. That's cool. Well, thank you so much for being on the episode, on the show. I really appreciate it. And I think this has been an awesome interview. Thank you. I had so much fun. Okay, we'll talk to you later. <laughs> Bye. Hey, thanks for listening to our podcast. If you'd like to follow along as we create the show, you can visit us on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook just by searching Pete and Penelope. You can also visit our website, PeteandPenelope.tv. Hey, if you like the podcast, rate us on iTunes or send us an email at info at PeteandPenelope.tv. See you later.